Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org lost. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey there, buddy. Don't forget, there's plenty of Last Podcast Network merch available over on LastPodcastMerch.com. We got shirts for all of your favorite shows like Wizard of the Bruiser and Page 7 and No Dogs in Space. And of course, plenty of stuff for Last Podcast on the left. Go to LastPodcastMerch.com. Thank you. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast on the left. Side stories. Yeah, your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. How was your vacation? You know what? I'm it's one of those where I need a vacation from my vacation. You need a vacation from your vacation. Put it on a yeah, t-shirt. I think so. I'm a local. Put it on a t-shirt. I'm one of those <laughs> at this point in time. It's not that I'm upset with the amount of vacation I had. It's that, you know, when you reach the, I don't know, it's like at the Sunday at the end of your vacation, mm. when it's the only time I finally experience anything close to relaxation. Yeah. There's several days, which are, you know, just kind of sitting worrying Who's going to kill me in the next three days? Right. Just sure. that's called generalized anxiety. Um, oh, that's cancer. You ever had a whole afternoon called this? Oh, I love this. Do the show alone in my house called. Oh, that's cancer. Right. Where right. I touch. Uh, I touch various things. I look at a brown spot because I'm covered with Polish little like the only I call them rebel skin cells there. It's cool that way. No, it's not cool. It's a skin tag. You got to you got to cut them off. G- I know you got you, you can't cut them off just at home. Well, you can. I just can't cut them off. Oh, you can pick them off or something like that. Get when did you got to wait till they you got it. Sometimes I'll grab one and just <laughs> like a tooth. <laughs> yeah, until it pops off. But this but, is how we know, want to start time. this episode. The first you back started from vacation. You, I just no. I said how was your vacation? And then now you are talking about having cancerous, hanging. Damn disgusting, like tree ornaments of flesh off of your body. I said, how was your vacation? And then you talked about this. I started it with a very normal good day. And then now you're ranting in the middle of town hall and the constable's coming to say, sir, you go back into the cafe. How my time was honestly it was very nice that's great welcome to the side and now stories I'm making everyone a, and, and i'm now making a pork chili and now you're making pork chili welcome to side stories <laughs> i have been with henry pork chili i have mm-hmm. to say i don't think i have ever heard of pork chili that's chicken that's turkey i don't think i've ever heard of someone making pork chili because pork is Why? a very i don't know i just you don't hear pork chili that often as a term that's used when it comes to something that is for dinner 
I put a chunk of butter in it to give it some fat. It's already It's pork. basically because I had all this ground pork. I had all this ground pork. Mm-hmm. The thing about the butcher box, uh, this is not an ad for butcher box. The meat is actually very good. The butcher box comes. And then at some point, you get an email that says, hey, next butcher box is coming. And you're like, oh, shit. I have to. I have all of this tri-tip. Right, and right. And I am the only person who eats meat. In my household. Well, indeed, nothing better than a female butcher who was having an orgasm. All right. Well, speaking of orgasms, what? butcher box coming. There we go. We're all oh, on the same that page is now. Great. Isn't that, is that really fun? great I material? Prepared. Oh, I have a lot because I did a lot of road tripping. I had to just drive. I had to go drop people off and stuff like that. Is there yeah, a gas pump the, that works in this country? You Hello. did the movie Dutch mm-hmm. with Travis Irvine, where you drove your your you're trying to connect to your stepson, mm-hmm. but it's difficult because. You understand a little bit more about life or a little bit more rough around the edges. You've been drinking a little bit more. You know what I mean? Travis Irvine, young college boy. Not though. He's 37. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, he is. He just acts like one. But he's a free, but what a talented editor and director. He really is. All right, Henry, what do we want to talk about first? Now, keep in mind, this is the first story after Thanksgiving. We're getting into the Christmas season. So please don't do anything. Don't make it something too naughty. I'm not doing naughty yet. Okay. Because when it comes down to, because also, you know, old, uh, big old eye bags Fauci said that Santa's can't get the COVID, which is oh. the only thing I would say is that if Santa's Wait, around, what? that's why Santa's, Santa's got to walk around. He's got a fucking target on his back because his blood's the fucking secret to us going back on tour. We Kissel. just had 250,000 people dead. Uh, wait, they asked Dr. Fauci if Santa could get COVID and he had, and he had to respond. Yeah, man, we're in a clown world. Oh, we're in a clown world where nothing matters. All Mistakes right. aren't real. Everybody's just playing Wheel of Fortune and acting like uh, things are chill. Yes, indeed. Well, I'm playing 4D Wheel of Ch- uh, Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> yes, which yes, is really, difficult. that's where I know the answers beforehand. There's so many wheels. So that's many wheels. so scary. It becomes a sphere at some point. Um, but uh, this story got emailed to us a hundred times uh, because it again we happen to take a millisecond of a break and great news comes out at least potentially distracting news this monolith an obelisk oh. type structure was found deep in the deserts of Utah at this point everybody and their mother's been talking about it because there's like nine different versions of BuzzFeed that exist now but this story is interesting because it's Kind of, it keeps updating. So this was like a week ago. This biologist was traveling. I guess they were looking for these these like longhorn deer shit. I don't know. They were going to go see if these longhorn deers were fucking. Okay. What started with these um, these state workers in a helicopter? They're helicopter biologists, which I didn't even know was a thing. I don't know. All I know is they have to be very careful because that's how the beginning of the thing started, and then that movie ended with everybody being eaten by some weird-looking creature that ended up sort of looking like your best friend. So then that was really confusing too. But also at the same time, if I'm going to be murdered by somebody, I hope it's you, Kiss. Oh, thank and it you. Will be. It might be. <laughs> All right. It will be. Uh, so they saw they were traveling. They were looking around. I believe they were doing they were looking for elk. 
I had some answer here that was legitimate. They were looking for some kind of boar that they were trying to see if they were fucking, because then it turns out like, that. oh, they were looking for the bighorn sheep. They're trying to oh. count as many, trying to see how many of that there were, um, because the sheep are, are less wary of people in early December, which is their mating season. Oh, so they're Isn't all horned? fucking absolutely fascinating? Well, that is one of the most interesting things about these biologists. You know, you talk about, oh, all of a sudden I'm on my computer. I'm looking at two sheep have sex with each other. I'm a criminal. Oh, you're a biologist. You're in a helicopter. You're looking at sheep have sex with each other. Oh, now all of a sudden you're a scientist. It just doesn't add up. And I don't know why I'm still being arrested. I don't even know why I'm being detained. It depends on if you're hard or not. Yeah, that's true. I think. And it depends also. You can also be hard just from sort of a biological sense where you're so excited about the <laughs> how big the new herd of bighorn sheep is. Wow. Okay. Um, but um, actually, they're doing very poorly. That's oh, what they found out. That's sad. Um, which is <laughs> a sad, a sad like end note to this whole story. But they, as they were traveling, looking for these bighorn sheep, they found this 12 foot tall metal monolith that was in the middle of the Moab desert. Okay. in Utah. They have no clue how it got there. They said at first thought that it was like close to, they think it might have been there since the 1950s and now the new research is showing that it might have been land at some point in 2016. But this thing's been sitting on the middle of fucking nowhere for a long time. All right. And just to clarify, because I'm assuming half of the audience might be as dumb as me, a monolith is not a creature. Uh, when I first heard this story, I was like, oh, monolith must be some kind of big hairy monster. But no, it is a Weird. steel. It's a, it's a, it's a slap of metal and yeah it's 12 feet tall so just to clarify there i'm not sure if anybody else thought it was some kind of biological they being, definitely didn't this is because of the this is the your lack of reading no this is my lack of having a brain for a week mm, yeah i definitely have just been coded in thc i know um so this they now they, they don't know what the hell this is it was stuck in the ground it was cut into the rock so it was very very firmly planted there they there was no like tracks there were no footage to kind of show where it is it's very similar again to the 2001 object that people are obviously it's getting it's memefied all over the place well the but 2001 the main- space odyssey the film that's what people are saying the object looks like yes so the really the interesting thing here is did somebody on a mission to deliver all of these slabs all of these monoliths did a poor space truck driver drop one of these out of his spacecraft, show up at work, and then he has to explain why there's only nine and not ten of these monoliths. What a horrible day at work. I feel bad for whoever dropped this random thing. Obviously, somebody wanted it. Well, it seems like, uh, yeah, there's some kind of space Banksy could have done this, but there's actually <laughs> real Banksies that might have done this. So the, the, the main mysterious news is that the shit disappeared a couple of days later okay, after and, they found it. And no so idea, now it's gone. And you know that it's a tall you know it's a long monolith because the they show a picture here in the article of two of these state workers climbing on one another's shoulders and yeah, then yeah, through yeah. that they look they, like the, the the little rascals yeah and they're through, climbing up on top of each other it's kind of like fun to see scientists doing something physical it's getting goofy over there um so they measured how tall the scientists were and then said now you get on each other's shoulders and then we'll deduct <laughs> how much taller you are from the monolith but if i was over there i would have been a little bob vila and i would have said why don't we just get a measuring tape go from the top to the bottom boom now we don't have to have these two people uh become what might end up being a human russian doll as one person slips and their butthole uh lands on the other person's head and their head such goes a into wet their blanket butthole. you're why? such a you're what? a no also why fun does nobody like a wet blanket bun. we're in fire season 
Everyone says, oh, don't be no, a wet blanket. Don't, don't be a wet blanket. When you're hot. Nobody, when you have an acid nobody wants it if you're not on fire. We are not on fire. We are currently unfired. Okay. We are cool to the touch. Well, apparently Utah has a history of these sorts of things happening with a lot of well, land been, art and things like that. The land art, they have this one thing that was called, it's like the spiral that was like dug into the Great Salt Lake near Roselle Point, which is this sort of like, it, it's revealed when the tides go in and out. It's very interesting. But there is one guy that they pointed towards, which is a man by the name of John McCracken, oh. who was one of these very fancy artists that did those things where... I don't like I appreciate modern art up to a point, right? Sure. I, I like it. I like going to the Goog. That's how well I know the Goog and I'm when I go down to the Goog and the guy, you, you know, because Larry, yeah, Larry there has always been like, hey, you want your regular? And you're like, you know me, Larry. And then he fucking gives me a fucking I take a whole thermos full of whiskey and I shouldn't have it. But I walk around. I tell everybody what I think what's going on in that stupid pointless spiral building well, that's not true it's good modern art is good honestly that's exactly what happens at all those museums everyone is hammered off of wine they think that they're being fancy because they're wearing nice clothes but they just get lit look at paintings and pretend it's interesting if i'm wearing a button-up shirt i get so much more fucking hammered than when i'm just in basketball shorts because you're classy because i'm classy and yeah. i'm feeling classy i'm feeling you have free decisions to make. but john mccracken he made this art that was just like planks of shit Okay. Right, but, but his whole thing was that he made them. They just they're cubes. The cu- yes. they're, they look cool. Yeah, of course. But his whole thing, they lean against. They're all painted different colors, and they leaned against surfaces. And his family and his art dealer, because his art dealer right now, because he's been dead since 2011. Oh. His art dealer is being yes, that's definitely a John McCracken. He definitely because apparently his son said that right before his death, John McCracken and him were out in wherever wherever he lives, some someplace in New Mexico, and they said they were enjoying drinks. And one day, McCracken was looking out onto the Meta, and he said, "One day I will leave a piece of art that only the spacemen will find." Which is the truth, because he was obsessed with aliens and people coming down and, and finding his work accidentally. So they said, huh. "Oh, maybe it's him." But it seems like one guy. There's another art, like how how do you describe it? He's an art theorist art fucking critic he looked at them and he said the problem with this monolith is that it was very crudely made where john mccracken the way he made his bullshit was very well seamed and put together where if you look at the corners of this monolith you see that it was actually more crudely folded together huh interesting and, so, and we do have an but update now it's gone well we, do we have, have an, no clue where it's gone we do have an update on what happened as far as where it went apparently four men uh, they were spotted removing the mysterious metal monolith and this happened around december 1st or is the, that true this is true this is according to the which New York, one this is the one because then i was going to follow up then there was another monolith in romania that was also just spotted and also disappeared a couple of days later. Well, this one was the one in Utah. So the three-sided stainless steel structure, it was spotted in November 18th. Again, over there in Utah, four dudes Moab. showed up. Moab. Four dudes showed up, apparently. And the reason that we know it was four dudes is because a photographer wanted to go down. He, drove, he said he drove six hours to go take a picture of it. And he showed up and he saw these four dudes. And apparently they just sort of brutally tackled it like it was Artie Lang's character in Dirty Work. Just absolutely took 
took care of it. So it's probably vandalism. Well, yeah, it could be vandalism. We don't know. The only person that we have on the scene here is 34-year-old photographer, which means unemployed, and his name is <laughs> Ross Bernard. Ross Bernard, he was the only one to see these people leave, these four men, break it apart, treated it really disrespectfully. If it is an alien object, this is what he had to say. He says... Dudes approached as they walked off with the pieces. One of them said, quote, leave no trace, which Whoa. makes me think government, CIA, you know, whoever it might it, be. It, didn't, it was just a piece of metal out there. People are going crazy over it. Um, well, it's because people are really bored and they're looking for any single piece of news that's not another rollout of how many more thousands of people died or more just like mind numbing bullshit about that. Now, now we're all supposed to know about the electoral process. Well, it's something that you should know about. We need to teach civics in school so we don't, don't have these questions nearing to 40. These but things. It's, it's quite interesting. But anyway, the uh, photographer told a Newsland newspaper, he says it must have it must have been 10 or 15 minutes at most for them to knock over the monolith and pull it out. That's not a lot. It's really not that much. He goes on to say, we didn't know who they were and we were not going to do anything to stop them. So that's why he's not hero of the week because he saw yep. an opportunity to be a hero. Did nothing. And he he said, didn't take any pictures of them? <laughs> no, he did. He posted a few on his Instagram. <laughs> oh, well, at least he took the pictures. I want to see the pictures. What's that art? What's that photographer's name? Ross Bernard. Oh, I'll see what you say, Ross fucking Bernard. I'm going to see what you say here. Well, apparently, if you are if you are looking for the photos, Henry, uh, according to the according to the paper, they're extremely blurry and not very well shot. God damn it. This is why he's not. This is why he's only got 500 followers on Instagram. (laughs) Ross Bernard has to up his game. Well, he could have had a big get here. Several men wearing gloves, but not wearing masks, uh, standing over the monolith. I mean, I guess it was hollow and has a framework made of plywood. So it maybe this might just be. Uh, a Thanksgiving prank gone horribly, horribly right. I feel like it was art that was put there. It sounds like it had been there for a minute. So I think it was put there for this extent, this specific purpose to be found accidentally. Right. And then immediately removed and have a it's like a fun moment to manipulate real life as an artist then bring everybody in on the story sure and everyone gets to experience that sense of mystery for a motherfucking second well, now that every day is exactly the same isn't that nice so according to the sheriff they said however with hundreds visiting the area during the last few days perhaps someone saw something suspicious he goes on to say if you recognize anyone from the lineup provided as being in the area of the strange structure on the night of november 27th please let us know so they got pictures they got a few suspects um but the question is what's the what's the problem is it littering what do you it's what's protect, the punishment? It will, it's protected it's protected land it's like in a one of these very intense national parks and i'm gonna say this when it comes to the artist whoever that is maybe we find out uh who's behind all of this i don't think that they're the number one culprit because i continue to read about this story apparently when the large flock of people came to go and see the monolith which at, at the at the end of the day well they try to stop it they try to make sure they, they didn't want people to go see it, which is why they didn't post the location of where it was found for a couple of days but people found it immediately at the end of the day you show up like you show up at mount rushmore you look at it and you're like huh. but really people just need a reason to go a to b and they just need a b and then they know where they're going back to a i do it all the time i'm like how many times i'll just pick a random ass 
place, especially when we would travel, I would just pick some random store in a neighborhood and I just go there or I try. I like to go see whatever haunted locations because in the end, I love haunted locations. I love making my own little true crime tours whenever we're traveling. But the truth is, is that it is you drive. Yep. You look and go. Yeah. It was right there. Huh? Oh, wow. Better be getting All back right. now. Well, that's, that's why it. That's I, your whole day. And it's fun. For a second, you kind of feel spooky. And like that time when I did the true crime tour for myself in Los Angeles and the guy where the Black Dahlia, one of the with the, the, the corpse where it was laid out, like that's now a house. Yeah, of course. an abandoned lot. The spot was laid the out. The guy ran out and chased me down the street. That was fun. Well, he must be quite aggravated with people like you uh, going and looking where this woman was killed because Put now it's just statue, his backyard. Dude. Honestly, look what they did with fucking. I mean, they had to do it in Berlin where uh, Hitler was there, uh, where the bunker was, because they uh, for a long time they didn't want to put any sort of like landmark. They want to put in any sort of like plaque saying that it was there because they didn't want to have it become a place where like neo Nazi shit would gather. Right. But the thing is, they built just affordable like housing on top of it, and so people are still going. So then I went. Because I got to go see. And they had, they finally did, they put up a sign saying yeah. this is where the bunker was. But it's got to be hard to play in a bunch of, because what, you know, in affordable housing, you play stickball and you guys have got all the kids, you got Candyman is there half the time. So they already have to deal with well, so much a, shit. You have a real understanding of that uh, situation there. Um, but what happens is when a large number of people flock to certain things, oftentimes they leave behind a mess. And that's really what got the sheriff upset because all the folks flocked to go see this yes. monolith and they left trash and they destroyed it. So I I'm never telling leave you folks, trash. if you go to any of these things, please God, you know what you do? Bring a little baggie with you. And that is where you put all the trash and then you take it with you. If for half a second you thought it was aliens, do you think that it would be nice to go there and leave your fucking Schlitz cans everywhere? Yep. You think that's nice? You think that's nice? You think it's nice? Well, I don't think it's nice at all. Think about, talking about leaving things behind, there was a story that we covered. That's all there is for now. To be honest, I wish it was more mysterious than that, but I'm pretty certain all of this is just art. Um, I just want to know the artist that did it because they got exactly what they wanted. And I say in this time uh, where people are in desperate need of something... I think this was indeed the definition of something. Of something. And it, it, it worked. It was something. It worked uh, in I many ways. As long as it didn't just turn, and I'm very thankful, like it just didn't turn into a Red Bull ad or like, you know, immediately. <laughs> it's nice. It was just art for art's sake. Yeah, that is actually nice. This um, very easily could have turned into something for Domino's, their new slab pizza and how it comes. <laughs> Hot on a slab every time they get it delivered or something like this that. This is the only pizza that stands up 10 inches. <laughs> oh, boner Just pizza. pizza tube. That'd be cool. I Ooh, boner it. pizza. Um, but talk about boner pizza. This story, here's, I'm trying with segue to get to the story. Uh, we covered um, several butthole stories. Um, over the last couple months, just like been covering the butthole stories after butthole stories after butthole stories. These people keep on having buttholes. We'll keep on talking about them. We tell the stories that the people want to hear. <laughs> we investigated Jody Arias's butthole. We it investigate? Is, is that the word? We did. And I'll tell you what, the main report that I got back once I looked, shifted through all the data, it was brown. It was brown. Well. Um, and then uh, they've got the dinosaur buttholes. 
that was made big news two weeks ago where they wanted everyone was really excited that we could finally see the cloaca of a dinosaur. And it was, in one word, underwhelming. Well, it's just a butthole, but uh, I know Henry's about to get to this person here. This story, this shows that things are not, sometimes things are not just a butthole. And one butthole's not. And this is, thankfully, our listeners are so. Like on the ball, they're apt. they wanted us to know because we asked whether or not you could tell the future because we were certain someone must have been doing something with buttholes at some point to like you make money off of it besides Bro. just licking it. Like there's a way to 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 tell something about somebody. And the person who had figured that, I guess, a long time ago, was um, Jackie Stallone, who is the mother of the Stallone brothers. Wow! And don't forget, there are two Stallones. Do not it's forget not about Frank Sylvester. Stallone. Do not think. Do not forget about Frank Stallone. Dude, how dare you? There well, are. So this is the mother of them. She died two months ago. Oh, at 95 R. years young. She, yep. She died wow. Good run. Uh, from forced orgasm. <laughs> Very know. intense. Have I you don't ever seen know those? if that's true. But. It's a lot of stress. Yeah. Um, but the, the Jackie Stallone, uh, not only was the the this the one of the, the greatest mothers to ever live, give us two of the best actors we've ever known as a species. Absolutely. Uh, she also was an expert in a thing called rumpology. Now, this is according to JacquelineStallone.com slash rumps.html. Um, the foremost, she she called herself first off because she's writing this in third person, but she wrote this. To be fair, Frank, Frank Stallone may have written this. At least he's busy. I know. Because he didn't show up. I don't think he went to the RNC this year. <laughs> I don't think. But I'm pretty know. certain that if Trump had won in 2020, Frank Stallone was going to be like a comptroller. That yeah, could be. Um, so the foremost American rumpologist, Jacqueline Stallone, um, she was revived the ancient art of rumpology. I don't know who coined the term. Rump reading is an art that was practiced in ancient Babylon, Woo! India, Greece. And Rome. The ancient Greeks thought the <laughs> derriere was the key to health and fidelity. And the Romans used prints of the gluteus maximus the way some people use palmistry to, today. Okay. So this is how it's done. Rumpology is sometimes called butt reading well, in classic, modern parlance, yeah. which is ask any blind person and he'll tell you there's always two chapters to that book. Mm-hmm. Now, it is the art of reading the lines, crevices, Dimples and folds of the buttocks to divine the individual's character and gain an understanding of what was has occurred in the past. Okay, and I... get a prediction of the fruit. Get a prediction of the future, which I don't really understand because you can just ask the person's mouth about the past. Well, I don't know if they're going to tell you the truth. The butt doesn't lie. I think we all know that. You can see a person's soul when uh, you look through their eyes, but if you look through their butt, you can see what they did last summer. In Los Angeles, so many butts lie. There's no, so no, many no, no, lying Henry, butts. You're, no, no, There's no, so no. many fake You, my friend. Butts. Oh, you. Wow. Wow. I'm, you you yeah. put on your plebe hat because I'm the expert here. I'm the one Ooh. who knows about the hole, <laughs> the, the butthole. You're talking about the butt cheek. The butthole yes. does not lie. Oh, yes. It's true. The, the cheeks butthole. are, who knows what, the, those are yeah, all God knows. I saw Distractions. I Distractions. saw a woman just lift her butt the other day like it was a Cadillac. But Oh, yes. No, the whole. That's, yes. That's the, that's the, I would call it the, the, the store dressing. One could say. But the butthole. Yes. Intimate. The butthole. Secret. It's the work. It's the most honest part of the human body. It sees everything. 
It knows everything. It takes care of all the work. It's the working man's mouth. It really is the working man's mouth. So, <laughs> so I push back a little bit uh, that indeed the butthole cannot lie. So you're right. But so ancient rump reading was done when the seeker covered his or her derriere rump butt. They want to make sure that you know that that's French. It's asshole. With henna dye. Okay. So you got to make your, your ass brown, right? And then you sit on a medium such as papyrus and you leave an impression like Alec Baldwin does. Yeah. Like a true and impressionist. Nobody ever Much liked like, it. No one ever, no one told me I was doing something amazing when I accidentally did that on my friend Dave's couch. Come no, on. No, 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 no. When you shit on his couch. I did not shit on then, his now, couch. Then you, just, you just admitted it. No, I was a joke. Okay. You fucking, you, you are such a flip. Well, you know what? Ask I my butthole like when I show with... it to you next time, when I plunge it into your eyeballs and be like, ask my butthole. I'm pretending to be Ace Ventura if he was a nudist. I'm going to wear fucking goggles at your house. No, Jacqueline <laughs> has discovered that the left and the right cheeks reveal a person's past and future, respectively. The right buttocks represents the left cerebral hemisphere of the brain, while the left buttocks represent the right hemisphere. I actually want to know if there's a significant difference in my buttocks because I often have my wallet in my left side. You have no Or maybe if I shift, but if I shift my wallet to the right side, will it mean I'll think more in a future sense about the way I'm spending my money? I think if Jacqueline Stallone looked at your butt, she would be in awe and amazed. And you'd be like, what's going on? She'd be like, you're already dead. (laughs) Whoa. There's no disappear. You're already dead. That's the movie. I'll say that uh, we watched The Haunting of Bly Manor, and I don't want to spoil it, but everybody's a ghost. Whoa, you just spoiled (laughs) it. (laughs) I just spoiled it. How were their butts, though? Some of them are fine. No, this is the main thing. She basically says the the one thing that she does different than the other butt readers do is that she says that she specifically was an expert in the gluteal cleft, which to some of you fucking immature people sure you'd call it the butt crack the butt right? crack yeah right the, 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 so this, the, the course, place where you do the credit card swipe credit card swipe whip, whip, yep. whip, 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 whip. You know, if friend, you're a producer and your friends yeah with your friends there last podcast on the left is sponsored by squarespace squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online thanks squarespace With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website, all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothes, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, we're trying to get into draft rides. 
I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and we might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, this is, this is according to Jackie Stallone. I have been asked many times about the glue cleft. It is more than an advertising sign for plumbers, teens, and Whoa. nonconformists. Whoa. It has real significance. Stop it is a natural part of the human body and of vital importance. It represents the division between the yin-yang, good-bad, light darkness, between your past, the left cheek, 
in the future. The right cheek. I have noticed in my years of rumpology reading that it is an often characteristic to personality. Many bankers' clefts are very short, while lawyers are very long. Wow. It can also vary in, li- in width, with politicians seemingly extra wide. Whoa. And cops notoriously narrow. <laughs> I did had a look in the mirror recently at yours. Whoa, mama. And she said the biggest, the biggest change in since she started doing her apology was the she can't thank the advent of digital photography enough Great. because the amount of accuracy you can get now because before oh, you know you yeah. got your something like me man i have a solid three inch of solid like barnacle like hair sure. that lies in but inside of my glue and everyone loves i can't to even hear imagine just but putting the dye on it i imagine just makes it look like i just took a mop and just like well brush it all over a piece now, of papyrus I, I think you should probably go for a waxing before you get the dye done but you're right modern screen. technology absolutely incredible if it was the cameras that were used to take pictures of oswald or the cameras that you used to take pictures of all the dead children that died back in the civil war era nothing would show up you need to no. have that iPhone 5G zoom quality so you can really see what's going on there. But that's really the whole story here is that I can't believe it. And then Jackie Salone was astrologer to all these presidents. Well, she says astrologer to all of these presidents, but she was specifically the astrologer for Ronald Reagan. Did she read his buttle? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Because if I found out that Ronald Reagan was in there yelling about gay people. T- mm-hmm. Saying AIDS, big if true. That's what he would say. Mm-hmm. And then I find out he's getting his asshole read by Jackie Stallone. I'm gonna call bullshit. I'm gonna call bullshit. You're gonna, you might say I'm you say might say that some of his yeah, he, and that's the worst crime of all, isn't it? Though that Norm McDonald else. showed us that, but it's that that's the truth. Is that it almost is like he was full of shit. Oh, that's a funny Mama little turn around. The funny biggest turn crime. of phrase, indeed. All right, well. Obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We know what? about this COVID. It's not just affecting humans, though. What? It's also affecting minks. And this story I actually really love. Uh, this is coming from Denmark. We would love to go to Denmark. Heard it's a beautiful place. Apparently, there were a, a bunch of minks. And these are really, you know, they're cute on Instagram pictures. But in reality, they eat all your crops. And they're quite mean. They don't mess they're around. Cute, though. And, they they, and you make nice furs out of them, but you're not supposed to do that anymore. You can't do that anymore. Instead, they just call them and kill them. So they just basically, they put them in mass graves. And Why then, do they keep making them? I don't I think nature keeps on making them. And quite frankly, if you're just going to put them into a mass grave, I mean, make a coat out of them. Keep someone warm if you could. Uh, they were coated in lime to help reduce smell and decay and buried in shallow pits. We're talking 17 million minks. Shit. Well, evidently, in, you can't eat that meat. You, I don't think you can. I don't think there's a lot of meat on a rodent. That's why you usually see people doing it at the end of a movie when things have really gone wrong. No one starts the day with like, we have rat for dinner. That's always like, oh, shit, man. Things well, have really gone wrong. The cold has come in. And I think they're going to start eating each other. You could boil them down, kind of take all the meat from their bones and like a slurry and make it into kind of like a like a nugget, like a mink nugget. That I do believe you can make anything 
thing out or into rather a nugget. So that is a good point. The mink bodies, however, have been spotted emerging from the pits. Yeah, this shit's fucking gross. They are decomposing. They they are filled with gas, which is forcing them to surface. This is straight out of a classic 1980s trauma-esque horror film when they would just call things like bees. Yes. Uh, And, you know, just a fun-ass day for whoever had to work the fields here. So police in West Jutland... That's a region in Denmark. Millions of minks were culled and buried there. They rushed to rebury the animals while insisting there was no infection risk. So these people oh my show God. up and they oh are literally God. the cop outside of every just single tra- Yeah, just shoveling. Just like, shoveling it's dead minks. It's all good here. Nothing to worry Dead's about. Are cool. Yeah, as they just slowly like, oh, because they're releasing all this gas. Yeah. It's like putrid death mixed with COVID. And they're all just <laughs> emerging from. And you're like, um, the pictures. Let's put sand on it. The pictures are unbelievably yes. They're frightening. So they're the, fucking because they're trying to. They're all like, don't look at this. Don't look at fine. this. Meanwhile, all of these fucking dead rodents are just working their way back up to the surface. So uh, apparently, this is according to Thomas Christensen of the National Police. I, it's funny they got the police on this. Like in America. The cops, I mean, they would just go and just mow them all down. They would just take out all of their heavy machinery, re-kill them, I guess get the gas out with all the bullet holes. I do feel like we would be using those minks to to just, God knows what we'd do. I guess we could throw them at the, the wildfires. You know what? Maybe, maybe that would work, or maybe See? that would just increase the wildfires and make it See, smell make even head of the fire worse. <laughs> so this is what he had to say again, Thomas Christensen. He says, in connection with the decay gases are formed, which causes the mink to expand a little. In that way, in the worst case, they got pushed out of the ground, much like one of those quarter machines that you see where you put the quarter in and the thing slides and hopefully pushes out two quarters so you can get a return. You know what I'm talking about? Those child's games you see at restaurants or gas stations. Where it's you- a little been a long time since I drank at one of those like tourist <laughs> places on the it's, highway. It's not. No. I, you know, it's been it's been a couple of years since I got a couple of 40s and just like went to a rest stop and uh-huh. just played coin games. It's not even really a coin game. It's pretty amateur. No, it's not a game. No, it's not a game. And I haven't drunk either at a gas station or a deli since New York, since my really poor days. If you are in New York right now and you're broke, little trick from the wise, uh, go to a deli, grab a tall boy, sit down, and drink it. Kissel, they just, you're a seven they, foot tall man. There's a difference. There's a difference. Because when you have, because no. once it's in your hand, you're like, come take it from me. Come take they, it. No one does it. But also, sometimes delis have little chairs outside or inside. Um, in which case, well, yeah, you can if there are people that sit on sit in chairs, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could take anything anywhere. You don't just have to be in New York. You can just steal booze anywhere. You really can. So amid the fears that a slightly altered disease would render vaccines developed to fight the original virus useless, this is of course regarding COVID. Uh, Denmark's ordered. All minks to be destroyed. So I believe that all minks, not just the ones that rose from the dead as if it's a Romero movie. I think all minks are on the line and it doesn't seem like they were being treated very well to begin with. No. Um, Do you ever watch that? Do you ever read that graphic novel, Mouse? Yes, of course. Very powerful. Yeah, it was the Holocaust, but with 
but with the mice. Now they'll have to make one called like Monk. It's like the Holocaust, but with minx. <laughs> yes. But they can't you know, do it. But that would be scary. But at the same time, you can make it a nice like lesson at the very end. If you make all of these coats for the poor. That would be very nice. Is it that bad? If you're already killing the minx. Right. Shouldn't we just use their parts? I think in this case, it might make a little bit more sense. And dare I say, from the Native American perspective, which I don't know much about, but <laughs> yeah, use, all I, use all parts no, of the body. Use all parts of the body. please tell me. Tell me, Kissel, because I like to go to you for Native American lore. Yeah, um, history. I actually know a little bit. I know uh, a little bit. It. Say something, Native American. <laughs> Tell me a story. Tell me a you story. You don't want to go down that the, road. That's Maine. You don't want to go down that Maine. road. That's just, if you are just a creepy well, cabin you, owner friend, in a Stephen King story. You, that's not friend, a Native American. No, what you are doing is like, being biased trope? against Native American people who have Maine accents who live in Maine. Because they live wonderfully everywhere. And you also said it wrong, Kissel. It's don't got oh, you don't want to go down that road. No, that's what they say in Maine. I was talking like a Native said. American. I, we I love just, Native Americans, honestly. We, we do. Truly, we truly do. Um, gods, people, <laughs> heroes. Do you want to talk about how we never should have done what we did? We should. Okay, okay, well, never mind. Um, all right. So there you go. That's a big story. But anyway, let's get to this other tale because this I, one. All right, I, this is a story I want to say. Can we talk about the QAnon you, story, please, Henry? Yes, yes. Okay. So let's talk about. You know, I don't like talking about QAnon too often because I don't like giving it any sort of air. I yeah. think it's the dumbest shit in the face of the planet. But every once in a while, a really primo story comes out that I want to cover. And this is just an, a perfect example of what happens once you wade into the QAnon waters. Because the thing about uh. QAnon water is that it's not water. I, <laughs> I would say it's closer to it's like a thick oil. And yeah. so when you go down to the QAnon waters, a lot of times you think that you're swimming in it, but you're actually drowning in it. And you become more like one of those swans that gets Aww. taken completely destroyed by like an oil leak. Oh, and that's from this Gulf is a story War One. Of, you're talking about Gulf War One or the Exxon yes, oil G- leak. Yeah. GW1. That's what we call it in our home. Now, if you this story <laughs> comes from the Daily Base, this this is a I didn't know that there was this whole inner world of just parents that are losing their kids. Either for previous behavior, uh, a lot of times it's either drug use or just simple neglect, or it seems to be that seems to be combined with a belief in the QAnon conspiracy world. And there is a not only is there a group of people fighting to get their kids back and they're losing their kids to the system, there are now groups of lawyers that are coming out that are that use the QAnon theories. I mean, I even use lawyers loosely. <laughs> That's the quotation, fingers. right? That use these QAnon theories to where they say they can help these parents get their kids back out of the system. And they every single person in that that scenario is completely incorrect. Well, I would say this. Usually, 95 percent of the time, I say the kids are best with their parents because the system's a cold, cold, brutal place. I do. I do. I believe this foster system is really difficult. Well, one of the uh, sad things is with the foster care system, we talk about the pipeline to prison. We also talk about the pipeline to the sex trade. So I think that's sort of the real thing that starts the seed where it's like, this is very dangerous. But then this has been the problem into into this. So that's been the problem with this whole 
scenario all along. Exactly. We have there are kernels of truth inside of some of these conspiracy theories, but they they just get blown out. And again, any human that believes that the president of the United States is not the most powerful person in the country and is on the winning side, which means they have all the cards. They have all of the tools at their disposal, do whatever they want. And if they are not lining up a pedophile cabal on the White House lawn in chains and putting them into giant prison buses. They're not the small fry here. Okay? okay. Just remember that. Not the, not the small fry. Um, so this comes from the Daily Beast. Neely Petrie Blanchard, a Kentucky resident, had long lost, long ago, lost custody of her daughters for reasons that are unclear. It seems to be drug use. And the help of this task of getting them back, she turned to this person called Chris Hallett. Okay. Who is he... This sentence shouldn't even be said. He's an amateur legal expert. That means nothing. <laughs> he's me. He's, he's just you. us. He offered this bogus court services to this company called E-Clause. They promised Petrie Ugh. Blanchard that she could win her daughters back through ludicrous courtroom tactics he borrowed from the anti-government sovereign citizens movement. Because now what we're seeing, there's a lot of like harboring of like someone will go like Neil. Th- th- there's other stories of people going and kidnapping their kids out of the foster kid system, saying that the foster the parents are a part of the pedophile cabal. They're stealing these kids back and then being held in sort of like this underground railroaders shitheads of QAnon people across the country where they go live in a trailer park and they're all protecting each other from the outside. Well, nothing so, wrong with a little trailer park living. I've seen that show. Oh, I'm on, fine uh, with the trailer park living. I'm just, it's all of the, it's the intent of the trailer park living. Indeed. So Petrie Blanchard went all in on Hallett's promises. When she did see her daughter, she dressed them all in E-Claws shirts and put a vanity E-Claws license plate on her car. So, but something... <laughs> you know what's way- interesting, though, is that she was still in line enough with the government to get a vanity plate. You know how much red tape that is? It's a pain in the ass. It's a pain pain in the ass. And she's like, this is one area where I'll deal with them. I'll make sure to get my vanity plate. This paperwork's kind of fun. I like working (laughs) with this pedophile. Um, Something along the way, this whole story went wrong because on Sunday night of this week, Hallett, this lawyer, fake lawyer, man, he was found face down in the kitchen of his central Florida home, bleeding from multiple gunshot wounds to his back. They basically immediately knew that it was P- Nellie Petrie Blanchard, who was arrested hours later in Georgia and is still the only suspect in his murder. Um, basically, this comes from the testimony of his kids. I think that's um, just a natural causes for Florida lying in your kitchen with a few <laughs> bullet holes in your back. They'll just show up and be like, looks like it was his time to go meet so, the maker. Hallett's technique if you want to call it that is that he would go into courts and he would tell the the, the judge that donald trump personally communicated to me through q that i work in a different legal system than the rest of the country Uh and that according to my legal system Perry chief blanchard should get her kids back now in march of this year, Petrie Blanchard allegedly kidnapped her two daughters from their grandmother's court-ordered custody in Kentucky, vanishing with them after delivering letters to baffled local officials. The letters featured strange legal language borrowed from Hallett's group to claim custody of her children. I am now, this is what she wrote, I am now not deemed dead lost at sea, which is the reason why she could have the kids. Oh, well, isn't that nice if you're not deemed dead at sea, much like, uh, you know, people that go missing, such as Natalie Wood. 
Oh yes, and no, she went. She got full on into the queue. This was like the last couple of years. Um, she went to a recent uh, the, the Trump rally in a Q T shirt that referenced the fringe QAnon belief. She um, was doing what she loves to do. So yes, because of yeah, this- she was queuing like she should be queuing. And then what happened is, is that at some point. Which how so Hallett got involved in the QAnon world? I think because he felt it was some sort of like it was for money, right? Absolutely. So he got a, he got part of the YouTube QAnon network, streaming his fake legal claims with his on and off business partner Kirk Pendergrass. All of these people sound like characters from a Netflix show. While neither man is registered as a lawyer in their home states or appears to have any legal illegitimate legal education, they promoted their services on QAnon YouTube shows to build a following among a community of desperate mothers who had lost their children and. Solicited donations and solicited donations for their services. Hallett's legal services appear to have universally failed when they managed to reach the courts. He claimed that Donald Trump had authorized him to create a separate legal system, a notion that a federal judge found risable in a January opinion, calling Hallett's legal work, quote unquote, rambling. The court oh, declines yeah. to entertain plaintiff's fantasy that he is acting on the behest of the president. So now, as this was going on, and it was getting further and further into the case. What what happens? And this is what I was talking about about being an oil. So now you're in the muck. You think that you're fucking swimming around and you're in control. But the problem is, is that you, you you think you're the one in control because you're the fake lawyer. But the thing is, is that you have. Well, you're just a fake lawyer. This mom is not a fake soon to be murderer no she's she got real mental problems been, here she has real metal she has real mental problems and she has been radicalized so when the court these things just didn't start working out for her magically this idea that you could go and just randomly spring your children when it didn't work out she began to say well maybe that's well you keep telling me we keep losing these court cases you know who loses court cases Pedophiles, pedophiles, Mr. and this is the opinion from the court, which is uh, really perfectly written when it comes to Hallett and his legal work. They say the court declines to entertain plaintiff's fantasies that he is acting at the behest of the president. Although the way things are going now, he might actually become a presidential lawyer. So who he knows might, what I, happens I, in I, the I future? Fake until you make it. Fake until make it. But so w- as soon as it flipped, uh. Petrie Blanchard went crazy and decided that this person, I mean, I'm using pedantic terms, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to shorten this up. She saw you. She saw him. Uh, now he's a part of the cabal. And so she eliminated him in front of his kids. She yep. walked into the trailer, shot him five times, held the gun on the children until they ran away and they called the police. Now, this is not the only time this has happened. There's no. been multiple murders um, connected to QAnon and this belief, which is why in the beginning, before president, before the president lost it's been hard to talk about the subject because it, it really has just been so fucking hot. Like it is, it is very intense. But now that he's lost and QAnon needs to move into season five, it is very, very difficult for QAnon to move forward without jumping the shark because the, the last time that QAnon has posted something since the election was just a picture of an American flag and it says no one is prepared for what's coming next. Well, speaking no of one. children in season five, perhaps they should adopt a child. That always seems to save these sitcoms. So going back to the murder, so she busts into the home. Maybe he let her in, whatever. They're acquaintances. According to the witnesses, again, the daughter, uh, they saw Hallett standing there, quote, with a pained look on his face. He was like, uh, uh, it uh, just sucks. And uh, then Hallett said, a According to the witness, oh shit, oh God, please no. 
And then this is what she had to say. Uh, She says, you're hurting my children, you bastard. So this plays out like straight up out of a cinematic film. And that is because that's the kind of mindset that she has about her own life. She's the main. Pro- she's the main protagonist. Born. She's the main protagonist. The, everything is happening. She is the part of. She is the tip of the spear of of freedom fighters fighting against these the 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 this spider web. Well, and this is of, what's so sad. But the thing is, I don't think that the spider web is not not there. But you gotta figure out. A way to well, deal with it, not just randomly shoot people, shoot your fake lawyer. Because now, now you got to get a real lawyer. You ever seen that video of the uh, the guy who tried to shoot his lawyer like seven times and the guy kept on jumping behind the tree? Yes. And he yes. left. I was like, how did you? It was amazing. It's the best lawyer but I've ever seen. The thing that said, I was watching this documentary, uh, I think it was called Fake News. I forget what it was called. But um, they have the guy who went in and busted into uh, the pizza shop there, Comet Pizza. Yes. And the whole way up there on his, he's doing a video stream, he really believes he's rescuing kids. And so in their heart of hearts, I don't think they're bad people. I think they're mentally ill and I think they're confused. But just that line, you're hurting my children, you bastard. She did react like a mom would react if her children were actually being hurt by somebody. But the sad thing is because she's so mentally ill, none of that is what's happening. And she just murdered someone. And of course, we'll never see her children We've again. We've seen this time and time again in the last podcast on the left. There is a dangerous intersection called mentally ill and not that bright that sometimes can shoot you off into a bunch of decisions that you shouldn't do because if you can't see outside of it like because that's what the mental illness does is that that's what allows you to kind of stay in this kind of hazy mind state where all of this stuff makes sense even though it keeps everything keeps not working out every single thing that q says is not real but you're kind of continuing along with it you're either incredibly dense willfully ignorant you're specifically trying to manipulate well, people and of course if with you're this w- information like chris hallett i think that he's one of those who is purposely manipulating people in order to get money from them and it's hard it's a, a hodgepodge of people that are more so victims and not. Of course, if you're Wilfordly uh, ignorant, you are Wilford Brimley when he happens to be wrong about something. Let's move on here to wow. this one story. Um, wow, you did this to me. I did that to you and I did that to everybody. Wilfordly ignorant. That would be when Wilford Brimley uh, might be wrong about something. So anyway, that'll be on the next Jeopardy question as soon as the machine starts hosting and we hack it. Oh my God. Imagine if that stupid machine technically very smart machine host jeopardy and then we can hack it and make it be like show us (laughs) oh my goodness anyway (laughs) well before we get to hero of the week i do want to point out this one one thing just because it's funny to me so there's a hack and sack board member uh apparently there's a lgbt uh q curriculum but she was like i don't want to teach kids about (laughs) you know gay lifestyle all this that and the other thing you know how some folks are anyway she had her own (laughs) tubing moment but it wasn't jerking off it was her own pooping moment (laughs) francis cogelia uh she didn't know she left her laptop computer on which again people made fun of me when i put the band-aid over my laptop put the band-aid over cover up your laptop and then and i say band-aid because that little buffer part that you put over your wound that doesn't hurt the camera so that's why you actually do it that way i just wonder if you just if people could just we are not 
adapting to Zoom fast. No, we are not. Apparently, we're just not adapting. So. They can't. The older, the older members of our society can't understand that sometimes Close you're it. live. You are honestly, sadly, in, in in the world we live in, you're almost always uh, live, despite live. the fact if you don't want to be on stage or not. But so yes. she was in a Zoom meeting. She was like, oh, it's all done. Everything's fine here. She ends up going to the bathroom, not realizing there are damn near 150 participants, including students, which is the greatest day ever. If you're yes. a student, this yes. is unbelievable. You got your fucking, he's got all these fucking 18 year olds just watching you take a shit. Okay. So apparently she went, took a shit, came back. No one said anything, right? A no short one said ti- anything? A short time later, Vice President Scott James Vickery, apparently he told this chick, he says, you need Why to go. Why did no one just tell her while she was shitting? Why I don't know. Hey, 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 you're shitting, you're shitting. Hey, 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 you're shitting right now. He told Kajilja, he says, you need to go. We're here trying to get work done while you're sitting on the toilet. So... <laughs> And he said, hey, man, I do a lot of business from the fucking toilet, but you don't see it. I of course you're not. I mean, unless you are filming something for very specific people doing very specific things, you should not see it. So this is what the VP said. He said, uh, vice principal, he says, we can't make her resign. None of us can <laughs> kick her off the board. Um, but they have received a letter of resignation effective November 14th of this year from Miss Francis Kogilja. And, uh, man, it just, you don't, you can't make it up anymore. Um, this is what she said. She said the, the new state law that requires teaching about LGBTQ history, she called it, quote, repugnant. This is another thing she said. Uh, she said at the time, I have every right as a parent to not have my child participate in something that I do not think is suitable as a part of a public school, keyword public school curriculum. She goes on to say, I believe conversations having to do with sexuality should be at ha- should be had at home between parents and their children. Even yeah, my mom parents- left a book on the table of the dining room. That's how I learned what sex was. It really and then all the <laughs> pornography I was watching when I was six years old. I feel like so I'm glad anyway, that I didn't she, have to. I'm really glad I, I wasn't like. But how like bad is that? Intimately taught how to sex was by my parents. How sad is it that this? Okay, so she got 1,900 electronic signatures to have from people who being like, "Yo, she seems kind of like a bigot," you know, with the whole thing. Um, yes, but that didn't get her kicked out, you know. And she's allowed to have her opinions, no, but she's also no, in a position of power. Her taking her taking a shit. Her taking a shit on camera. Then. It was her taking a dump on camera. That everyone yeah. was just like, "Yeah, you can oh, yeah. you can hate a group of people, but we just saw we heard you fart, and that is where we're going to draw the draw the line here in Hackensack." So anyway. I, People are lost. Apparently, he, she has a long. <laughs> apparently, she has a long history. She posted this on Tuesday. She says that quote um, that she has also threatened members of the public who said she doesn't re- who who she, who she has said she doesn't respect. She abstained on a symbolic vote, committing the district to anti-racism. She voted to extend her own term by eight months. Isn't that nice? So that was according to a civic group. Well, I'm glad Um, she just gets to sit at home now with no job. Well, take a man. She can poop, 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 poop whenever she wants to poop. The thing with Zoom is, folks, just remember, if you're on a digital chat, pretend in your brain you are with them in a room. Would you go to the corner of that room and start jerking off? Take a shit. Would you go take a dump? No. No. Then don't do it on Zoom. What I don't understand is when I am Zooming, 
my camera that I'm zooming from is on a set location in one part of my home. If I have to take a shit, I leave the room where the camera is in. And I go to the bathroom where there are no cameras. Ironically enough, like most Midwest or like New Jersey people who really hate like lesbians, they have the same haircut. She, yeah, she looks, looks like one. Yeah. yeah. It look I so she may have really taken like a like, like oh, a yeah. oh yeah. yeah like, like a Kool-Aid yeah. man amount of dump. Because I mean Yeah, I, I I don't know. Unless she was just See, I never make those sounds. The worst is like you ever to like take one of those shits and you're literally just like the sound will sometimes I like, come out where I go like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's worse You're than screaming. <laughs> right. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You sound like what are you? Did you just get a hole in one? Are you like? Are you Chris Berman doing like sports analysis? Oh yeah! Whoa. Oh yeah! Shopping for humans is hard, but shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark, because dog can't give you its opinion. But every month we deliver dogs and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled, and then the dog shows you what they like. It's incredible. Only I could teach Wendy to use an iPad. She's so resistant. She scratches it up, barks at it, barks at me. But if she could use it, she'd order BarkBox for herself. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. And for a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. How about that? Wendy loves her little toys. Carmi has become quite a terrorist when it comes to her toys. And she's a murderer. She rips these things up, but, you know, we got some high-quality, tough toys from BarkBox, and she absolutely loves them, and our family could not be happier. <laughs> and if you just want a slice of this joy, you got to go to BarkBox. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com left. That's right. You can sign up now at BarkBox.com L-E-F-T for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. Yeah, very key. You got to communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is data. And you're kissing a lady on another planet. And data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus me. Because I do use Grammarly, but it's nice. But I will also say Grammarly does will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank, I get it. Yes. But still, like, maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today. Right? But Grammarly really does help. Because that's what we all need. A stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. Planning the perfect proposal. Oh, I want to do it at the Hindenburg. <laughs> I want to do it at the Hindenburg Memorial. Celebrating your love 
and looking forward to the rest of your lives. And if you're lucky, it's short. The only part that's not so special, shopping for an engagement ring, if you don't know what you're doing. That's where BlueNile.com comes in, especially if you don't feel like talking to your mother. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring with little or no feedback from their mother. With Blue Nile, you can create a brilliant piece at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Why use anything traditional? Blue Nile also offers a diamond price guarantee, which means that they can usually meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. And I sent you to Steven, my guy, but you still refuse and you decide to go with your Blue Nile little thing because, oh, it's got 100% satisfaction guarantee with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And sometimes Steven doesn't answer your calls and sometimes Steven loses the rings. But that's where you don't understand because Steven was there for me when your father wasn't. And honestly, so now is Blue Nile because every time I call, they pick up with the 24-7 customer support and they hear all about my hands hurting and how I've got, they have to reverse my feet at the doctor. They, they said, and they, but eventually they said it's temporary. They're going to put it back forward. But oh, thank you, Blue Nile, for not picking up, even though I texted my son. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, well, let's uh, continue in the world of public poopers, shall we? This is a great story that I just wanted to cover real quick as much as possible because we covered we covered a tale of bears in Japan. And we didn't understand because we all said we didn't know that like there would be a lot of bears in Japan that we assumed that was way more like a, either, you know, here in the States, you know, in Canada and Russia. But apparently nope. there's a long storied uh, history of bears in Japan. So the, also to the point, one of the deadliest bear attacks in Japanese history that sounds like a fucking horror movie Jeez. is incredible. It comes from darktales.blog. It's the Sankabetsu brown bear incident. Woo! Now the uh, Asuri subspecies of brown bear is found in the northern Japanese island of Hokkaido. It is apparently it is as big as the Kodiak bear, um, which cool. is the largest brown bear subspecies which is found in America. It's a huge bear. And it's got a cute little Google picture of the Asuti bear. I he's, love bears. He's waving and stuff. This is a fucking killer. Yeah, right, they have right. A, uh, I in, know. In, in Japan, according to this story, I don't know if it's true or not, but according to the story, Japan, bears are kind of famously a scary figure. Like, they're known as man-eaters. Sure. Um, they think that this story, the Sankubetsu incident, may have played a significant role in cultivating this fear. This happened in 1915. This shit's fucking wild. So mid-November 1915, um, it approached this this large male brown bear that seemed to have woken up early from hibernation. Woke up in mid-November okay. and then approached a farm in Sankebetsu. Oh my While God, so you know that, Henry. You know how hangry this bear must have been. Yes. And he didn't so, want to wake up either, so he's tired no, and hungry. He's grumpy. Oh my he's grumpy. God. While its appearance alarmed the Akeda family living there and panicked their horse, the bear departed after leaving after eating some harvested corn. The bear reappeared close to the farm on November 20th. 
And the head of the family took his, his sons and two Matagis, their specialist winter hunters, experienced at killing bears, to fend off the bear. And they, they shot it. They wounded it because it came back another 10 days later. Huh. And I left. Oh, my now, God. That's straight up, that is straight up the great outdoors. It keeps showing where they, up. Where they balled yes. the, the bear? Yes. Like, no! It went off. They tried to follow the blood path, but they couldn't find it. Mid-morning on December 9th. Now, this is like... So, this is now another, like, 10 days later. Oh, my God. The bear... This same bear entered the home of the Ota family. Inside, a woman named Abe Mayu was babysitting an infant while her husband worked out on the farm. The bear attacked the pair, killing the baby with a bite to its head. Despite attempting to defend herself by throwing firewood, Mayu was overpowered and dragged into the forest. Her husband returned home to find his wife missing in large puddles of blood all across the floor. The following morning, a search party, some 30 strong, was organized to hunt the bear down and retrieve Mayu's body. A short distance from the Gotha family farm, the men sighted the animal, firing five rifle shots at it. One bullet found its target, and then it ran back into the forest. Woo. And then when they found her, her remains, she found her. They were she, her, she was buried in the, in the snow in the base of a fir tree. She had been partially eaten, with only her head and her legs remaining. Damn. Believing the bear now had a taste for human flesh and would return, armed villagers congregated in the Ota farm the following night. The bear did indeed return, sparking panic amongst the villagers. In the confusion, only one man shot at the bear while a troop of 50 guards stationed a few hundred meters away arrived too late to intercept it. Come on. Nearby, you got one job. Families, you got one job. They went to, to this one house, the Miyoki Yasutaro house, stationing guards outside. On hearing that the bear had been seen at the Ota farm, the guards they left that house, leaving one just one of their numbers to protect the women and children left of their house. As Yasutaro's wife, Yayo, led the women in preparing a late meal, the bear... Seeing all of the guards leave, Uh attack this house, smash its way through a window and enter the house. In the chaos, a cooking pot on the hearth was overturned, dousing the flames. An oil lamp was knocked over and extinguished, plunging the house into darkness as the bear rampaged inside. Yayo attempted to flee, but was trapped by her young son, who was clutching her legs in fear. While they were both initially attacked, the bear turned its attention to a single remaining guard, allowing Yayo to flee with her children as the man tried in vain to hide behind furniture, ultimately being bad Badly mauled. Oh the attack my continued. God. Two young boys were murdered. Lastly, it cornered a pregnant woman before killing and partially consuming her. Witnesses later reported her begging the animal not to touch her belly. Wow. And just to give some context in here to the size, so I'm about 350. I'm not going to tell you the Ooh. real way because I'm a little self-conscious right now. But uh, this bear was 750 pounds and yeah. nearly nine feet tall. There is nothing you can do, even a cute AR-15. You you need a straight-up elephant gun for this damn you thing. You need an elephant gun. They had to go, and this is why this is so much like a story, in order to try to defeat this bear, because it, then it was just out. The bear has just been, they, they attacked again. They, the terror, they, they, while they, the bear was rampaging and killing all of these women and children inside of that cabin, their plan was to just burn the whole house down while it was inside of it. But they didn't want to kill any kids that might have been alive. That's literally the end of the latest Halloween movie. Yes. But the bear escaped again. So they went to an expert bear hunter by the name of Yamamoto Haikichi. And now he believed that this bear was an individual. It was a bear that he had known years ago. Get out of here. 
Kesegake, thought to be responsible for mauling three women to death in previous incidents. However, he had since fallen in hard times and had pawned his guns Aww. to pay for alcohol and oh. refused to help. Is this person Chris Christopherson? What's going on? This needs to be, we need to adapt this to America because this is a great this is huge. freaking it's a bear great hunter story. story. The villager who had visited him later discovered that his pregnant wife was amongst those killed in the second attack. Aww. So he was, oh, now he's got a vendetta. Yeah. The following day, a group of men gathered together to attempt yet again to kill the bear. December 12th, three days after the first fatal attack, police at the nearby town of Hoboro received word of the rampage and dispatched a team of six snipers to hunt down Kesagake. Amongst them was Yamamoto Higachi. He tidied, he tidied, all right, fucking you pulled me back in. I'm back in. Okay. Again, the bear appeared. The bear failed to appear, resulting in the hunting team making the grim decision to use the corpse of a previous victim to lure oh it out. Oh my god, that's brutal! Who would you choose? <laughs> Everybody was the least liked or the most liked, or you just randomly draw straws. Is it weird that my first impulse was to say to use the pregnant, the dead pregnant woman? That is a little, it's, a, it's not going to make the company meeting that we have to decide which one to use more comfortable. You know, because you did just say, I would say, yeah, she's two. I do understand the point. Use her. She's I under- two. I understand the point you're making, but we are still humans, goddammit. Otherwise, are we better than the bear? Okay. I, all right. I'll compromise. Let's fill her with other meat. <laughs> you want a turducken. Technically, that's what being pregnant is, isn't it? Um, oh, right. so this more like a thing. fucking during the night of December 13th, Whoa. guards posted on a bridge Whoa, spotted buddy. movement, opening fire after the shadow failed to respond to a challenge. Again, the bear escaped. However, the following morning, they found bloodstains along the opposite bank. The bear had once again been wounded, yeah. taking two other hunters with him. Yamamoto set off to track down Kesagake. If you kill my wife, Whoa. you kill my wife, Kesagake. The experienced bear hunter successfully tracked his quarry, finding it resting beneath a Japanese oak tree. He was able to close within 20 yards of the bear before killing it with two accurate shots, one to the heart and one to the head. Wow. Damn. What a crazy story. Um, interestingly enough, the lone guard who had been mauled in the second attack um, the following year, he did uh, fall into a spring and he, d- he did drown. That's so it wasn't sad. the bear. It's almost like Final Destination. Well, it was. It, it seems as if maybe it was his time to die. Well, this is. Oh yeah, this is very Japanese too. Seven years old at the time, Okawa Haruyoshi, the son of the village mayor, grew up to become a famous bear hunter, swearing to kill ten bears for every one of the victims. He retired at the age of sixty-two with a hundred and two kills to his name. His son successfully hunted and killed a eleven hundred pound bear in nineteen eighty. Well, aren't you just sort of judging them all based upon their worst, though? And I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. necessarily the best, but I also think that that is, uh, again, this is one of the most amazing bear stories I have ever heard. God, that's cool. And we need to to make that into a major motion picture. If you're listening, Hollywood... Actually, Hollywood's want, not listening. I don't want Hollywood to have it anyway. They're, no, Spotify is listening. They're they're in Sweden though. If you have no god, I know they tell you that all the time. All right. Well, it sounds like that story was full of heroes. But let's get to hmm. some more modern day heroes, shall we? Let's do hero of the week. Okay, I actually is it wrong? I have three. I have three. Um, but let's just start. So Florida man, I'm sure you guys all know I'm covering this story. It's this dude. He's retired. His name is Richard Wilbanks. Uh, he has a little dog. It's a tiny, cute dog. And alligators get hungry. So an mm-hmm. alligator grabbed up the dog, brought it into the water. This guy was just, again, Richard was just smoking his cigar, chilling, being Florida. 
Looks super cozy, looks super cash. He saw the alligator snatch Gunner. That's the name of the little dog, Gunner. And he said, that's not happening on my watch. So he jumps into the pond, cigar still lit, wearing his cap, white shirt. Ooh, hello, t-shirt contest. And he grabs the alligator, (laughs) gets Gunner out of the jaws of the alligator, and then the dog runs away, and it's super cute. And the man did it the whole time while puffing on his favorite thing which is a cigar and this is what will bank said he says he just came out like a missile referring to the alligator and since the incident he's gone viral he's doing very good and hopefully that man has cigars for life um will banks told abc news quote his hands were chewed up and he plans to keep gunner on a leash next time be very he careful learned. with these little dogs because i love my little boys but they are um sometimes they just sporadically dart no, they do. And Wendy's like that, too. Uh, but I've had friends in L.A. lose their dogs to wild animals all the time and in alligators in Florida. That's legit. I've heard people. I know people that lost animals to alligators because they're really? fucking fast. Yeah. yeah, they zip up. They're really, really fast. And I know it was when I was first living Woo. when I moved to Florida when I was 14. We were living in an apartment complex that was had like a this one kind of pond area that was filled with gators. And I oh. distinctly remember my neighbor like just weeping. She came around the corner with just a leash in her hand. No. Just like, they got her. No. They got her. And it just went snap. And just fucking go. Oh my god! Thankfully for Too curious. Um, thank you. Thankfully for Gunner, it was a baby alligator, so it wasn't the it wasn't the biggest one. Um, but anyway, keep the dog on the leash because you just never know. Yeah, gate man, you never know. Florida. The first time I went to Florida, I'm just not used to seeing reptiles, and I'm more used to them now. But I'm like, that's iguana, iguana, and they're like, they're yeah, so they cool. Yeah, once you get used to them. All right, the other story here from Texas. Lubbock, we love you, Lubbock. I know Marcus has some, he's a little sad because we weren't able to have our Lubbock belt bite, uh, belt no. bite rather, that we wanted to have. But the best thing that the people of Lubbock are doing, so there was a little hairless possum that came into the Plains Wildlife Rehabilitation Center. And the people said, well, it's hairless, but it needs to have hair. So the good folks of this rehabilitation center, they have decided to start knitting sweaters for the little hairless, for the little uh, hairless possum, we don't kill them like they do the minks. No, we don't. As a matter of fact, we give them little coats. So this is probably it is cute. It's very cute. So it's a homeless, hairless possum brought in. But now they've been knitting together sweaters and it's super cute. And they're all heroes. This is according to rehab director Gail Barnes. Quote, she has a summer and a winter wardrobe now. Isn't that That's nice so for cute. the little hairless possum? So people of Maybe Lubbock, we should make some for people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe, there's a lot of coats Maybe it'd be there. good to help. Maybe we should make those <laughs> there's a for lot humans. Of, well, we can do both, can't we? There's plenty You're of right. hair, there's plenty of, of coats to go, to go around. around. And uh, I said I had three, but in reality, I remember I already did this one. This is the 103-year-old great-great-great-grandmother who beat COVID and celebrated with the Bud Light. But you know what? You can never mention her too much, so she's also still no, here. She of still the deserves week. it. Why not? And Bud Light better be hooking her the fuck up. They God knows they hook up Posty. And I dare I say, I well, I actually might not drink more than Posty. I don't know. He is younger, and he is having He's fun. He's younger. He's, he's younger fun. and he's really enjoying his life. Yes, as he should be, because uh, now that I've listened to a few of his tunes, you're right. It's just rock. It's just it's just light rock. Yeah. 
like as I was listening to him, he sounds like because my mom used to listen to Light FM. It just sounds like the guy who sang Lady and Red. As far but as people as, like him, as far as he's new smooth. music, yeah. As far as new music goes, I'm like, hey, go for yeah, it. He's better smooth. than Takashi Six Nine. Anything's better than Takashi Six Nine. Okay, here's some listener letters. All right, this was in response to us asking why why was a cow tongue nailed to a tree in front of one of our listeners' homes? That's right. So first, I want to thank you because representation is important. And as a Cuban-American born in Miami, it was moving to hear about a psychopathic murdering cult leader that rose from the same humble beginnings I did. Of course. Now, being Cuban-American, my family dabbled in Santeria when I was younger. I experienced a couple of despojos, cleansings, when I was a kid in my father's recomm- at my father's recommendation. Basically, a despojo is a cleaning, and I would be struck with some blessed tree branches while the Santero would say some prayers. Okay. I was fairly young, about six, but I remember it worked once. Well, I guess it worked, because I violently shit my pants during the ceremony and had a waddle to my car with my mom. Wait, is this a Jackie Stallone butthole reading, or is this some kind of, or is this a ceremony? According to this reading, you're going to come into some money. <laughs> Here's a dollar. Come on. He's in front dollar, of me. <laughs> you got to get out of me. Well, you're full you're of making, shit. You're coming to shit. You're making smut out of here, huh? Okay. Anyways, the tongue is used to stop others from talking bad about you. It oh. is called the callate la boca. Shut your mouth. Blessing or spell, according to my mom. I once sat in the back seat as my mom drove all over Tampa, driving, dragging a cow tongue tied to the bumper. This was done for maximum effect and to cover more ground and people. Also, the tongue is frozen beforehand to make it easier to handle and to stay intact longer. Now, my question here, though, is it, is it, uh, is it a bit... Of a double-edged sword because you say, no, do not speak poorly of me. But then you're also, you, you look out your window and then you're like, oh, our neighbor has a cow tongue on the back of her car and she's dragging it around the streets. I would mention it and I would be like, mate, what's going on with our neighbor? But then I'm, but so maybe she might be inviting some of the criticism or at least skepticism or at least just questions in general. It's almost like when people who need to be they, they include in their belief system this idea of being persecuted, and then they do a bunch of shit to be persecuted for, and then they say, see, see now we're being persecuted. Of course, again, use every part of the animal, including the cow tongue. If you want to nail I it love to cow a tongue. wolf. You should eat cow tongue. It's delicious. You've had lengua. No, I don't like the tongue. You should. We, we'll go get some good lengua. It's, you won't yeah, even know. I'm like, almost going to keep that the, its tongue out of your mouth. Don't even think that it's tongue. I can't it's take just the, this tongue out of my mouth because it's in you my mouth know. and it's a tongue. But you won't know. Maybe I've just had bad eating. tongue the one time that I had it, but it felt no, like I'm gonna, it felt like it I'm was, gonna take you. Felt almost cannibalistic eating a tongue it with is. my tongue. But listen, this is this sounds like really sexual, but I'm gonna take you to some good tongue. All right. You're disgusting. Come over to my fucking house and you're I'll show disgu- you. No, you're making <laughs> I'll show you some chili. tongue. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> that is no tongue in that, including mine. No, that's come, this I feel like you'd like this story quite a bit because it, we got we got royalty as listeners. Oh, okay. I've listened to you for years and I've thought about writing in, um, but I knew I absolutely had to when I heard the part three of Adolfo Consanzo last week and Ben compared the misogynistic practices of Paolo Mayombe to McSorley's old alehouse in New York City. My dad, Maddie Meyer, owned McSorley's from 1977 until January of this year Woo! when he gave up the ghost to lung cancer after a mercifully short battle. So oh, congrats. I'm glad that I'm glad that he did not experience a lot of pain. Well, it's very sad he w- though. 
He was the night manager when they were forced to admit women in August 1970. He told me how bitterly the old guard fought the change. As the second woman to ever tend bar there, I can assure you the place is not as vile and dirty as Ben claimed. It's far worse. I've witnessed some of the foulest and most obscene behavior within the walls of that bar. So naturally, it's one of my favorite places on earth. Honestly, on a Saturday night after the Jersey City frat boys have had their way with the place, the men's room can give Constanzo's murder shed a oh. run for its money in terms of volume of human you, fluids. We, I know the past. Ma'am, track. I know, yes. We were, as I said, we were there on St. Patrick's Day before Ooh. noon. Every stall, Ooh. so much vomit. I had never... I just have never, ever seen so much vomit. So much vomit. Oh. So here's the story. I'll leave you with an actual story of a McSorley's haunting. Okay. Since, of course, the place is filled with all manner of spirits. I was opening one weekend afternoon with Bart, who's worked at McSorley's since 1972. And he was pointing out a ghostly image in one of the many old photographs on the walls. In fact, the apparition visible in the background bore an uncanny resemblance to him with a full handlebar mustache. As I was focusing on the image, I felt the distinct sensation of someone laying their arm around my my shoulder and resting their hand there. I didn't react immediately because I assumed it was my coworker and this wouldn't be strange or noteworthy. Sure. It was only after I glanced that way and saw that he was standing around the corner of the bar some six feet from me that I froze as I realized that whatever had its arm around me I couldn't see. Oh my God. I think God. I said, Bart, someone just put their arm around me and the sensation evaporated. I find it totally fitting that my otherworldly encounter in McSorley's involved getting groped. Absolutely. Well, that seems to be, uh, <laughs> that seems to be the old McSorley's handshake there. Wow. That is, they live honestly- in a sprinter now. This is this listener and their boyfriend lives in a sprinter right now. Hey, it's uh, take us around the country. Oh, and honestly, God, we miss it. When I was driving, I saw some of those, some of those beautiful, uh, coachmen's out there. And those, those are very nice. Now they're better than some homes. I don't need to read your butthole to see an RV in your future. I one one day, one day. I really do think that you are going to be an RV person. They're they're beautiful. I mean, they're so fun. But I miss McSorley's, and my God, what a fun time! If you are, if you do go to McSorley's, obviously, I don't think right now, but at some point, just get that meat and cheese plate and get. I always get the light and not the dark. It's just a class as far as the beers because there's there's two. You got light and you got dark, heavy and light, and I always go with the light. The only time I've ever been there, it has always been a nightmare. Well, she is correct. Do not go. It's it's like Yogi Berra it's said. It's a good, Don't it's a go really there. good day drinking bar. Yes, go it's there during the day. It's a day drinking bar, like a Sunday in the afternoon, like just a nice, because late at night, it gets fucking, because it's not even fun, insane. You know what I mean? I mean, everything's going to be different now. We're literally about to enter well, in a wholly different. You know, world. they they say sort of critical of the people in New Jersey. It gets a little bit of a it gets the tunnel vibe. There it is gets a, a bridge little bridge and tunnel, and tunnel vibe there. Yes, but you know yes, yes. that's because it's very famous and that comes with the territory. And I'm sure. But they're now happy we to just turned business. off all of our Jersey listeners that are all sitting no, there parking I, fucking over two parking spaces and not using their turn signals just to fuck with us. Hey, buddy, you tell me New Jersey isn't cooler than New York right now? They have sweet legal weed. Yeah, dude, they beat. So, they beat. Yeah. Yeah, New York is just New York is like the guy who was super cool in high school and he keeps on coming back. But slowly you realize maybe he's not that dope. I don't know. Yeah. Well, man, I think like cool, Matt. It's like 55. Yeah. I feel like, and he doesn't even like, he doesn't like smoke weed. He doesn't really do anything. He likes to get he said, hammered, I guess. He but. said so. He got really hammered and he took a bunch of Centrium silver. 
<laughs> um, that's a cool new drug on the street, he told me. It um, is. I'll do one more story because we're coming back from break and we'll make this episode as long as possible. Why not? When I was a freshman in high school in 2002, I went on a trip to Bodega Bay where you can get Lucy's as far as the eye can see. <laughs> Yay! Which is a two-hour drive from where I lived at the time. Bodega Bay claims to fame, claim to fame, is that Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds was filmed there. Oh. It's a beautiful, small, coastal town in California. We'd visited many times throughout my childhood because my mom is a huge Hitchcock fan. One of the most famous locations in the movie is the schoolhouse from the scene where the group of kids is chased down the street by a group of murderous crows. Great movie if you to rewatch it. It's it's really it holds up. Seriously. So we usually would visit the schoolhouse when we took a trip there. On this particular visit, we were in my family's van right outside the schoolhouse admiring it. After a few seconds of sitting there, we saw a man approach us carrying several water jugs. He was wearing a baseball cap and a windbreaker that was a bit too large for him. He approached the driver's side window and started to ask questions about the schoolhouse. He had a very thick Eastern European accent that I couldn't quite put my finger on. I figured he was Russian. As he spoke, it was clear he was not all there. After a few minutes of talking about the schoolhouse, he quickly changed the subject to the rapture oh. and how all true believers will be taken to heaven someday. This is very common. For the most part, that, that's why that it don't speak to don't speak to strangers if you don't expect it to turn this way because it always eventually will. It's kind of fun for the first few minutes it until is. you got to get away, though. Then yeah. you got to get away. You got to figure that's, out. And again, if you're dealing with a crazy person, always laugh and agree. Slowly back away <laughs> and back away. Maintain eye contact. Maintain Much like eye you contact with a chihuahua because they don't see you moving. Then <laughs> his eyes were intense, cold, and panicked. Sensing something was very wrong, my mom started to roll the window up while he was still speaking and eventually driving away mid-sentence. We all looked at each other with wide eyes, thinking, holy shit, that was terrifying. After we drove off, we went about the rest of our day. The next morning, I was awake. I was woken by my mom shaking me and telling me to wake up. When I opened my eyes, she handed me the day's newspaper and pointed to a mugshot on the front page and said, do you recognize him? Oh I then realized God. that I was looking at the man that approached our car outside the schoolhouse. Reading the article revealed his name was Nikolai Soltis, and he had recently murdered six of his family members in the Sacramento area. And he was, he was Ukrainian. Uh, crazy thing, it was not a single law enforcement agency would believe us. They kept calling, and they, no one believed that he was there. But, you know, they got him. And then he ended up hanging himself in jail. No kidding. The regular old Aaron Hernandez move. Well, that is interesting. Yeah, honestly, you don't expect to meet a person who just murdered six of their family members. That's Not extremely rare. And I Most guess of the time they, they keep that private. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I'm just happy he was a good religious guy. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Mm -hmm. We are happy to be back after a little Thanksgiving break. Hope everyone uh, everyone was safe, happy, healthy, full, whatever. Um, hopefully you had a nice little uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, we'll keep on trucking here we as the year goes on. On trucking. Truckin'. We got so many. We have so much fucking. We have so many barrels of content. To spray all over your chest. Wow. Yeah, well, that doesn't sound fun. It, I, I mean, this will be good, but don't worry. We have a lot of shows coming. I That's love what I it. meant. Is we have a lot I of shows coming. It. You have to make sure every day, live mm -hmm. knowing, yeah, yeah, I'll live like it's Thanksgiving every day. Except, well, don't do that every day. Sometimes it's bad. You got to watch the cholesterol. It's all the it's all the, the butter and everything yeah. that sneaks up on you. But live with that sense of generosity as if you, too, could pardon turkeys at will. But sometimes <laughs> you got to eat them. 
<laughs> and then you know what well. you do? You laugh. Because <laughs> yeah. I keep telling Natalie, we watch a lot of Forge and Fire. You got to be careful Love with these. Got to get you. You got your shit properly quenched. Um, yep. You can't slice your tangs in any way, shape, or form. You got to nope. make sure. You got to make sure that it, it, it will kill. Are because we talking about again? With these guys, these guys, you got to laugh knowing that these animals that you're eating every day at the store, they're already dead. Because Natalie and I got into it because she got mad because all the, the fish is getting sliced. But I was like, well, it was already dead. Well, it could have been alive there, but it was killed. But isn't that nice? And but then I believe it's a love. Yeah. Seeing that that fucking knife no. slice right through. Because then imagine you have to love that. This sitting there, or or like you're a bear hunter in Japan. You sold all your shit because of booze, and you just gave up being a bear hunter all of a sudden. But then your pregnant wife dies. You technically get a new lease on life. Well, it's and sad, you get, it's sad, but you got a new purpose. And a bunch of people they bought you guns. I don't you don't even gotta you... buy guns anymore. You get to just be back on top. New wife, new kid. You can immediately put a new mm. kid in there, man. You're just fucking honestly. That's the life right there. Live like a man who got his whole family killed by a bear as a famous bear hunter, but now he's back as a bear hunter again with renewed purpose and a new family. Well, he might be devastated, and I don't know if he's going to be looking for a new family at any point in time, but yes, indeed. It's always good to immediately replace the family like you do with like a dog when the dog, you got to put a dog down, just have a new puppy immediately. Just forget, move on. Give yourself a little time to mourn, though, once you, once you know it. That's good for the brain. 15 minutes, and you got the new puppy in there, boom, 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 you just fucking boom, new family, boom, 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 uh, shoot him out. Right. There it is, folks. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you're doing all right out there. Hail yourself! Hail Satan! Magustalations, everybody! Nail me. Another perfect show. Another no perfect bad. show for another perfect December. I can't. We're in it. This it's is long the Christmas December. season. And there's reason to believe. Oh my God! You're gonna sing that. This year will be better than the last. That song will get me if I'm driving. And that song. I can't remember. Last time that she sounds you leaving And these music go by so fast Isn't that He's, amazing? December is actually a long month We have full 31, 31 days There's 31 only days, two months that have 31 days I believe so And I believe according to the Jewish calendar There's like 4,000 days in December Woo! This show is made possible by listeners like you Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay.